0: attention
1: please stop walking while i'm squawking
0: all aboard hi everybody
1: hello 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 welcome back it's our last week of 2023
0: i know it it came so fast
1: how did this happen episode 102 we're ending 2023 with 102 that's wild It's, it's just nuts It's nuts, but happy holidays to everybody. Hopefully you're listening to this as work is winding down. You've got a cup of boozy eggnog. You're enjoying the fire, the candlelight, all those nice things. I hope. I'm packing for Disney.
0: That's right. (laughs) I'm, I'm excited to eventually get to stop and slow down. I had a false start. We're recording on a Monday and I thought today was the start of my very quiet week at work. And like at the very end of the day, we found out some news. And now, really good my, news. Well, no, no more good news, Adam. I got a second oh. set of good news, but oh. it's 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 a contingency good news. So Make I have more work to do all tomorrow, <sighs> and so I'm going to be a mad dash of trying to I know get some deadlines finished.
1: I know. I feel you like, because we're recording this, folks. Like. Two weeks before Christmas, and it's we're all in like the last two week dash at work. Like I've got two or three more work trips between now and the holiday break, but like eyes on the prize, Disney World in a few weeks. We leave on New Year's Day. We get on that plane. We go down there, and we're there for nine days. That's so long. Nine days. (laughs)
0: That's crazy.
1: Nine days. We've never done a trip that long there. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Granted, I mean, I'm running a lot of it, but it'll be fun.
0: I'm curious to hear afterwards if you felt like that was too long or if it felt just right or.
1: I think we're stacking it in the right way. Right. And we'll talk so much about this when we get back. But we're stacking it the right way that we're going before marathon weekend. So we're going out there. We're spending a day at the parks. Then I start marathon weekend and we're going to the parks like every other day. And then so we're spreading it out. We're doing resort days. We're doing like dinner, We're doing Disney Springs. We're like doing different things to really stretch it out. Maybe repeat at Epcot and Animal Kingdom a couple times. Mm-hmm. But because I've got all the races, I also have to go to bed at like seven o'clock because the alarm goes off at 2 a.m. to get to the races. <laughs> so it's going to be a very different Disney trip this time around. But I'm excited. I can't wait to talk all about it and tell you all about it when we get back from the nine days down there. So we'll yeah. do that.
0: Yeah, I'm excited for you guys. But first, we really have to introduce her because we've got a special guest (laughs) today. This is really exciting. This is how we are ending our 2023. We're ending on a bang with an awesome interview. We have Sammy Culver here. Now, Sammy is another travel agent that works with Adventures with Alice in Wonderland. So I met Sammy about a year ago when she started. And I think maybe in the first minute of meeting each other we heard that she was a former cast member and I was like oh well I got that in common with you and I want to hear all your stories and um, so Sammy's been uh, working as a travel agent for quite some time now she's awesome and she worked at Disney World so she's got a lot of insight so folks uh, I'll plug you right now sammy like if anybody else is looking for another travel agent sammy is here you can always dm her on her instagram which is adventures with underscore sammy s-a-m-i and so you can find her there and she can always send you a free price quote anytime but welcome sammy thank you so much
1: Hey, Sammy, I am so excited because I know what you did at Disney World now, and the people listening don't, and I have so many questions, and I am shocked that you're still alive. Let's just put it that way, because (laughs) I think you probably had the hardest job at the parks Full combat, like, did you get combat pay? I feel like you deserve combat pay for what you did. We'll get there in a second. But before we dive in, I know you worked in Florida, but I have to bring this up because I want both of your thoughts on this. Okay. So there's a big old rumor going around that Haunted Mansion at Disneyland will not reopen to its traditional form of standard Haunted Mansion until 2025.
0: Wow. like it just be closed for that whole time it's not going to be so open as the it's cl- overlay
1: it's closing as refurbishment for refurbishment in january after the um nightmare before christmas overlay yeah and is not set to reopen the rumor is they've not confirmed this until next summer's nightmare before christmas in august because we all know halloween starts at disney in august And then will not reopen until actual Haunted Mansion until February 2025. That's the rumor. And people are not okay with it. That's a long time. And it's because they they said they have all that construction that they have to do to redo the queue and add the gift shop Mm -hmm. and do all that other stuff. But I don't know. I feel like like you could redo the queue while keeping it open.
0: Okay, but here's the thing. What is the opening date for Tiana's Bayou Adventure? Do we know Mm. out in in California?
1: sometime in 2024. And you're sometime behind Florida. I think Florida is opening first.
0: Is it? Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, at Disneyland, those two attractions are right next to each other. So I wonder if they're like, hey, we're just going to essentially like lop off this whole section of the park while we do construction on both of those attractions.
2: Oh, I wonder. Yeah. Just kind of sequester the whole thing. (laughs) Yeah. For a lot of, maybe,
1: maybe, I don't know. So there you go, folks, you're losing the haunted mansion. Potentially. (laughs) I I feel like that's high drama at Disneyland. Not as high drama as the naked guy. And it's a (laughs) small world, which we didn't even talk about on the podcast, but we (laughs)
0: haven't
1: Figure y'all heard about that by now. Um, But the other impact of this, if it's closed all summer, those are both huge people eaters. Yeah. Like so many people in the queue, and because it mo- it's the Omni Mover, it just eats people. So it'll be interesting to see what it does to the rest of the park. Yeah. If they close that down yeah. for that long, anyway. But more importantly, Sammy, we're here to talk about you.
2: Hello. <laughs> yeah, that is wild. The the Haunted Mansion news, though. I, I didn't hear that. That's I'd be very bummed. I went to Disneyland for the first time a couple months ago, and I would have been really bummed if it was closed. But glad I got to do it then. I'm gonna
1: <laughs> ask later. I'm gonna ask about. Your first impression, yeah, of the land versus the world. No, let's um, right. now.
2: I want to know what's your first. What was your impression?
1: All right, yeah. What are you? What's your first impression?
2: Yeah, I loved it. Honestly, to me, I mean, having worked at Disney World and having gone to Walt Disney World so many times, that to me feels very much like going home in a way. So Disneyland felt like a brand new vacation place, mm. more so, and it felt. I liked the size of it a lot. I love how like Fantasyland in particular, like how much kinetic energy there was in it. And it just felt like. Mm you know funny enough like the thing that you think of with Disney even though I hadn't been there before um but I'd wanted to go since I was little so I'd seen all kinds of pictures and videos and I cried walking down main street you Aww. know <laughs> the whole thing. so I loved it what
1: would you think of the little castle
2: it was very little it was it's very, smaller than you think it had the it's going to be always smaller than you think yes yeah, way smaller but it was cool to get to go inside of it we did that i was like the first thing we did we were like sort of just staggering around and when did the sleeping beauty walk through. Um so it was I really cool it. to be able to go up in it because you don't get to do that as often in, in Florida. So really cool to do that.
0: Were there any rides that you were impressed with at Disneyland that you wished either existed or were like that at Disney World?
2: I thought Pirates was way better in Disneyland. It is. Um yeah, definitely I, and I always sort of rolled my eyes when people saw that I was like it's pirates. How what's the difference? And then I wrote it I was like, oh okay. Here it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that one. I love the Matterhorn, and I'm a big roller coaster fan. So Incredicoaster I thought was super fun. Um, so all the the different roller coasters that I haven't gotten to do before. My boyfriend is not huge into roller coasters, so I would like be like, "All right, I'm gonna go I'll see a little, bit he go wander." <laughs> um, and I come back, it was so much fun. You would have hated it, but it was so much fun. <laughs>
1: And credit coaster is a blast, isn't it? Yeah, because it, it's you,
2: long. Mm-hmm. It's
1: long, and then did you love the like the smell of cookies? Yes, right when they're like the and then they have the nom nom cookies at the exit. Did you have one?
2: Oh, yes. Oh yeah, they absolutely so good, got me. right? <laughs> so good. I love them. Oh. What
1: Would you think of DCA overall? It's a very different park, right?
2: Very different. I loved the car like everything in Radiator Springs, I thought was so cool. We love Radiator Springs racers. I liked Avengers Campus. I'm a pretty big Marvel fan, but I feel like it, it needs a little bit more. Yeah. But having a never, ride. you know, yeah, something
1: yeah. <laughs> A ride that's not Spider-Man. <laughs> right,
2: for sure. But I thought, I, mean, I thought it was cool to see. And we were there while they were doing Rogers the musical, which was so cool to get to to see that. So we loved that. Yeah. But yeah, we liked DCA. We spent more time, I'd say, probably um, at Disneyland, but i really enjoyed both. We had like five days to just like explore and mm. really dig into it. So it was wow, a lot of fun. that's awesome. That's
1: a, that's a lengthy Disneyland trip. Five it days, was,
0: yeah. <laughs> did you do other things or just Disneyland? Did you like go to Universal or, or any other theme parks?
2: We didn't do Universal. We did one day where we like just kind of went out in LA and went like I'd never been out further west than like Ohio, so very cool to go and see. <laughs> just sort of anything out there so we went to Santa Monica Pier and all the sort of LA like tourist trap spots and we went to an angels game one oh, night fun. so yeah that's a great venue like a stadium I guess is what they call it in
0: the sports world yeah. but it's a really good one and it was built by Imagineers so
2: it's got a little Disney spin yes I love that they've got a cool water feature yeah it was really mm-hmm. cool
1: did you stay on property or did you say one of the hotels near Disneyland
2: no, we stayed at a good neighbor hotel. Uh, but I, we walked over to the Disneyland hotel to go to Trader Sam's. And I looked at my boyfriend. and was like, "We are staying here next time." I yeah, the, it was, it's I, magic. I was it. Yes, yeah.
1: It's. It, I mean, Dana knows this. It is hands down my favorite Disney resort out of all the yeah. out of all the. It beats the ones in Florida. I think it is just magical the way the pool is in the middle and the especially at night. It's magic at night there with Trader Sam's and the pool. The way the pool is lit and the towers around it. And like we're like circling dates on the calendar for when we can go back and stay at the new tower, the DVC tower that they built there. We really want to stay there, but like, yeah, it's magic. It's it's pure magic at that hotel, and it's such the perfect little oasis. And I think it is. Maybe it's unpopular, but I think it is the better hotel than California Adventure. Oh, or not California Grand California Grand, Grand California. Californian, sorry, <laughs> you know I, I fully mean. agree. It opens in the California Adventure, but. Um, so should we go back in time, do a little time traveling?
2: Sure. Yeah. Go
1: back, go back. So you were a Disney college program cast member at Disney world. Tell us just mainly like, how did you find out about it? We always hear these different stories about folks who got into the college program and what was that like experience like finding out about it? And why did you decide like, yeah, I want to, I want to do this for a semester or however long you were there.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I was there for two semesters. I was there August of 2017 to May of 2018. So it was basically my whole junior year of college. But sort of going back way before then is I was born in South Florida. So when I was growing up, we went all the time and then we moved to north carolina when i was in elementary school and we would still go back about once a year i always joke that Disney's like in my blood my parents got engaged on top of the contemporary they took their honeymoon to disney they had one of the Aww. stones outside of magic kingdom with their name so they're big disney folks so just i sort of inherited from them that's so precious oh i yeah. didn't know that <laughs> yeah we actually on our last family trip we went up to the top of the contemporary and they like let us through like they weren't you know we didn't have reservations Mm. but they let us we talked to them and they let us go stand where they had gotten engaged which was so cool to see um so we loved that yeah yes so i had always loved disney i hadn't known much about the college program except for a girl I'd gone to high school with. She had done it the year before I did. And I had sort of followed her on Instagram and was like, oh, that looks cool. And I had transferred schools after my freshman year. And I was sort of like, I want to do something different. So on a whim, the applications were out. I was like, let me just see. I didn't know really much about it at all other than like, live at Disney World. That sounds perfect. And so I did my interview and got through the different steps and actually didn't hear back i was on a trip to disney world and i was like man i wish i you know could find out now yeah um and then i get home and i'm on my lunch break and i get an email saying hey you didn't ever respond to your acceptance you have 24 hours before it expires (gasps) oh no (laughs) i freaked out i started crying i called my mom i was like mom i don't know what this means like does it mean i got it did i get this by accident so I did, I, I confirmed that I did in fact get it. That's when I saw that I had gotten assigned for merchandise, which was, I had worked retail. So I was like, oh, that'll be great. Like that at least will feel familiar. Um, so
1: she just said it. She worked merchandise folks. And this, by the way, is why I said she had a full combat job at Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> like people are, I'm sure even back then, back then, if you're like, People were nuts about merchandise, weren't they?
2: Absolutely. And there weren't like the same limits set in place that there are now. Like now if you go into any of the merchandise locations, they have signs saying like limit two per guest. I don't think they had those then. They were sort of like the loose rule of like, don't let people buy more than 10 of something. But we didn't really enforce that. So it was, yeah, a lot of people coming in and just picking up armloads of things wow. sort of as the hot new things came out.
1: And then went and resale it all. <laughs>
0: So you get you find out you go down to Florida. And what was your kind of first impression of the college program and finding out your your room assignments and roommates and all that stuff?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I was in um, a two bedroom apartment with four other girls. So it was a five person two bedroom setup. Uh, My room was Yeah, it was tight, tight quarters. We had Two bunk bed, like a set of bunk beds in my room, and then a twin bed off to the side. So I was on the twin bed, and then I had two of my roommates on the bunk.
1: That's like worse than college dorms.
2: Oh yeah, it's tight.
1: (laughs) But Dana, you didn't have that.
2: No, but
0: I was a decade before.
1: Well, it's because Dana was a face character.
0: (laughs) It wasn't that Dana was one of
1: the face character elite. A yes the
0: entertainment, yeah, uh-huh. the
1: entertainment elite mm-hmm. uh-huh. that was, yeah the entertainment
0: elite that's it that's it yeah i couldn't <laughs> possibly live with four other roommates no i don't know what happened i lucked out my best friend and i were just in a one bedroom in chatham square and it was massive it was meant to be for four oh, wow. people but there were only the two of us and we had this huge living room like a walk-in closet and then this gigantic bedroom just for the two of us there's two twin beds on the opposite side and so it was just her and I, and we became best friends, and we still see each other all the time. All right, Sammy.
1: That's Sammy, awesome. here's a question. Yes. Is there a hierarchy, and do the entertainment people get a little a little special treatment?
2: I did never see it personally, but I did have a roommate who worked a photo path at Magic Kingdom, so she worked sort of tangentially with the entertainment, and, and I heard stories, uh, rumblings, that maybe things, the grass might have been a little bit greener as, as it looked from the outside. But... <laughs> <laughs> hard for everybody right it's hot for everybody guests are you know act the way they do sometimes and it you know it, it's the same everybody's in the same boat i will say
0: we're about to get into some of sammy's uh work hours and you and i were the opposite for work because while you had some super super late nights i was getting up at the time you were clocking out and then probably oh, wow. at the magic kingdom for shifts um by like 5 30 because of hair and makeup and pulling all of the costume pieces, they give you like an hour and a half ahead of time to get all of that stuff for you to be like, ready to go for that first breakfast at 8am at, you know, the Grand Floridian or wherever you are that day. So it's still a lot. But I, I remember the crazy hours.
2: Yeah, yes, it was. And I feel like as co- the college program, they sort of slot you in whatever hours they need. There's no you don't get to like prioritize your schedule at all. You just get whatever hours they need. So you sign up knowing that. But
0: it's so true. Um, okay. So tell
2: us about your assignment. What job did you get? Yes. So I worked, I always say I won the lottery with my location because I got to work in the Emporium on main street. There was nothing better than for that. Oh my yeah. God.
1: How is that winning the lottery? That's like my worst nightmare.
2: Oh really? I loved it. I got to hear festival of fantasy go by every day. I got to hear happily ever after every night. You look out the, the window and the castles right there. You know, listen, now I was especially 20 years old and like it seemed like the best thing ever. Now it might seem a little, they might think about it a little harder. But at the time I was, you know, just eating it up. It was so, so, so
1: cool. So sh- let's take a step back because the Emporium, yeah. just to remind everybody, is the huge retail store at the front of the Magic Kingdom. And it is insane. It's massive. And it is the busiest, one of the busiest retail spots And all of the parks, I feel like. I feel like every time I go in there, it is shoulder-to-shoulder people. It is rammed. It's chaos. That, to me, working in that place would cause me to never want to touch retail again, ever. And I'm so happy you embraced it because I cannot imagine a worse place to work than retail at the Emporium at the Magic Kingdom.
2: I don't know. I think yeah,
1: it, it sounds would. good. Maybe.
0: I would want it I, if I'm working retail at any place. I would pick that one. I think that seems cool because you're right on Main Street.
1: I'm also thinking back to like our unpaid intern Ryan uh-huh. and his time working retail at the nice, relaxing Saratoga Springs Resort and the nice little gift shop there. Like, how? What a nice little job. There's not mobs of resellers coming in to buy every spirit jersey in every size and all of them at once there's not crying children screaming at 11 o'clock at night because they can't get the toy that they're demanding you know like it just uh, paint a picture in two different worlds and your world <laughs> terrifies me <laughs>
2: I understand. Yeah, because I mean, for anyone who's not familiar, it takes up the entirety of the, the left hand side of the street. I think when I worked there, there were 36 registers spread between like six or seven different zones of the store. So it's it's a massive operation.
0: <laughs> did you feel overwhelmed by it all?
2: Yes, absolutely. I definitely did. I remember my first day of training just sort of like standing in the I was in the it was August, so things had fully transitioned into Halloween already. Yeah. I was there like I think I started the week Halloween started in in Walt Disney World and I was working a register in the room with all the new Halloween stuff and oh, just no. the mobs of people coming up. I was like a deer in headlights. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. It was like
1: trial by fire. Yes. Like, this is your initiation. We're going to put the new people by the Halloween merch. Good luck. Go with God. We'll see. Ya.
2: And that bank of registers was weird, too, because it was a circle. So there was two registers in the front and one on the back, but it was fully enclosed. So you had guests kind of coming up from every direction. Um, so you really did kind of feel like you were mobbed. At <laughs> Nightmare.
1: That. <laughs> Nightmare. That's a horror film. That is a horror film. I love scary movies. We all know I love scary movies. This terrifies me.
2: Yeah, that was day one of on-the-job training.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that sounds intense. We all know that Disney calls their employees cast members and that you're not wearing a uniform. You're wearing a costume. So tell us what your costume looked like.
2: Yes, absolutely. So it is a floor-length brown and blue plaid skirt with a cream off-white colored button-up and this little blue tie. The best part of the day was always once the park was cleared for the guests. you would notice everybody, we'd get the announcement and we'd all be taking our ties off and putting them in our pockets because that's what we were. That's when those were finally (laughs) able to come off. So it was a a warm one, but it it definitely could have been worse. Luckily, it wasn't, you know, too garish. So I've got a lot of cute pictures of it, at least, luckily.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, We've talked about this before, Sammy, but I remember... A couple of my friends who worked in merchandise had some really atrocious costumes from Animal Kingdom with the bright patterns and prints and stuff. So I think you, the you won there. You like those ones?
1: No. The Animal Kingdom, I love. Like our friend of the show, Heather, who, who worked at Animal Kingdom, she sent us some pictures and those very bright. Like she worked in Dinoland yeah. and she sent oh, yeah. those pictures and they were great. So you worked probably the busiest shift though, right?
2: Yes. Yes.
1: Tell us about that. Tell us about when you worked and what that was like.
2: So usually, at the Emporium is the park is the store, I should say that is open the latest in the park. So park closes at midnight. Main Street stays open till about one a.m. as they're clearing people out, and then starting at one a.m., one hour parks park close is when we'd actually kind of start gently ushering people through which meant that the store wasn't clear until 1 30 1 45 and then we were tasked with the cleanup and the restocking so usually i would get to work between five or six and on those nights like i said if we were open till midnight my shift was scheduled to end around 3 15 3 30 in the morning wow so they were long and late shifts oh wow. my gosh
1: i feel like you, you have that overnight that late night thing you're a bunch of college kids like Was there some part of it that was like that fun camaraderie, especially like when the park closed and y'all were in there?
2: Totally. And it's funny. I I think Dana, I've mentioned this to you before, but um, at the time, at least, and who knows how it is now, but after about 8 p.m., I'd say 95% of the Emporium was being run entirely by college students. Um, we We had a couple of like status leaders and managers, but for the most part, it was just us running around, doing our darndest. So it was a lot of fun. It was very communal, like, if my shift was set to end at three, but there was another zone that was working till three thirty, we'd all stay till three thirty to like knock everything out and, and everybody clocked out at the same time. So there was a lot of, you know, oh hey, will you grab this from we had eight or so different uh, maybe not eight, but a ton of different stock rooms. It was, Hey, can you run to this one over there and grab me, you know, four boxes of Mickey figurines or I need push from in there? Will you start unwrapping those from the box? So big teamwork there.
0: Wow. Talk to us like what the shift would look like. Would you rotate different rooms? Would you work the back rooms, the front rooms? Like kind of how did that operate?
2: So there were a few different like sort of main positions, I'd say. So the first one would be like working the register and you'd just go clock in and it would tell you go to register. 18 until someone came in and basically bumped you from that spot they were taking over that register and you'd go get a new assignment so you either go to a new register or you'd go on your break whatever the case may be and then actually in that position too weirdly a lot of people don't realize this but the baby care center is actually run by Emporian cast members I didn't know that so that one I would sometimes work in there which was always fun and then the other main position that uh, especially the college program students would do would be the stocking. So you would get assigned a zone. We had like, I think it was eight different zones in total. And you would just be in charge of making sure that zone stayed stocked for your whole shift. You didn't want any holes on the floor. You wanted to make sure like the shelves were fully stocked. I had, I used to have memorized the order of the princesses because the princess dolls have to be put in princess order, which is the release date of the movie. I didn't know there was an order.
1: Wow. Yes.
2: I had no idea. Okay, well, what's the order? Can you remember it? Oh, man. Oh, you're putting me. It's uh, Snow White, Cinderella, Aurora. Oh, Ariel, Belle, Jasmine. I'm probably butchering this, and someone's going to be listening and be like, that's not it.
1: But <laughs> I feel like this would be a question on, like, Trivia Night on Disney Cruise Line. They'd be like, what oh is gosh, the order yes. of the princesses? And you would be like, bam, got uh-huh. it. Like- <laughs> I
2: used to, yeah. it <laughs> been a few years since I've had to categorize anything in princess order. But yeah, it was that the plush's arms. We had the plush wall of Mickey's and Minnie's. Their arms had to be folded a certain way to get them all to sit with the two heads stacked on top of each other just the right way. So learned a lot of little tricks that way.
0: <laughs> wow. Would it crush you when you would see like a little kid run up to that wall of plushies and pull one down? And they all come crumbling down.
2: Oh, totally. There was a lot of like, oh, hey, and so let me grab that for you. So you don't have to, you know, I'll help you reach to kind of try and preserve it a little bit. But, you know, you come to expect it. My favorite was always the toys because they were boxes. So you knew exactly the number mm-hmm. that fit on the shelf and they lined up nicely next to each other. Those were always the best. Nice.
1: Okay. I have so many questions. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> First, being what was your most insane customer story? Like, did you ever just have that customer that was like, I want this and you don't have it and you should have it? And why do you not like I I need that story.
2: Yes, I don't know that I have a specific guest interaction in mind, but I did work there at the release of the Rose Gold Ears, which, if you were in the Disney parks in 2017, oh, Lord. 2018, <laughs> You will probably remember the rose gold ear crates. Um, so that was always wild. We had cast members at doors with bins of ears and iPads to check people out just so they could get in and out as quickly as possible. We had full displays that would just be ears, but we also had boxes backstage of once the rose gold ears are out, put these in their place because they will not be here all day. I worked the, <laughs> the day that the rose gold spirit jerseys to match came out. I was assigned the women's clothing section that day on my own, and that was- Who
1: did you piss off? Like, I, I mean-
2: <laughs> Yeah, it seems like it, right? Like, something, something either was an oversight or I really, really bothered somebody. <laughs> it was madness. I mean, you couldn't keep them stocked for more than a couple of minutes. You'd turn your back, and then they would all be gone as you're grabbing the next set to put on the rack. People want. I mean, like you mentioned, the resellers. Like people didn't care what sizes they were getting; they just wanted them.
1: Wow. How are you alive? Like, how are you alive? And how are you sane? Okay. So the next question I have about all this, though, is: Did you ever experience a shoplifter? Because this thought always goes through my brain when you're in, especially a place like the Emporium. There is so much merch, so much stuff. How easy is it for somebody to literally just? pocket something and haul out of there. And like, so what's in place? Like, I don't like divulge the secrets of Disney security, but like what's in place and did you ever have to deal with shoplifters when you worked there?
2: Yeah, so we oftentimes, where we would find evidence of shoplifting was in the fitting rooms. They've actually closed the fitting rooms in the Emporium, I'm sure, probably for that reason. I think COVID and the asset protection kind of doubly shut those down, but we'd find tags in there all the time there would be times where you'd see someone put a shirt on their kid and have their kid scurry out. Those sorts of things definitely did happen. You know, Your main job is not to intervene with those things, though. It's to kind of keep the magic up. So we sort of dealt with those offstage and then kind of called in the appropriate response team for that. So I wasn't chasing anybody down over Mickey ears or anything like that. <laughs> but we, we actually more so, I think, Maybe I don't know. Maybe, that's probably fine. But we had more of an issue with like counterfeit money than with shoplifting. In my oh. case. we had like a an all team meeting one night at like two a.m. after the store closed with security, being like, "Here's what counterfeit bills may look like." So had a little bit of training on how to spot that sort of thing.
1: You have to wonder if there's like a net with these stores like that, with all the little trinkets and those little things that don't. Everything doesn't have a security tag on it. You have to wonder if there's just a level of assumed like we're going to lose some merch every day. Because also, here's the other thing. I have a 2 going on 3-year-old who's got sticky fingers for literally everything right now. We go through the store down the street, the grocery store, and suddenly I'm like, "What what are you holding? Where did you grab that from?" Right? So there's that element of kids just like grabbing stuff. It's that must be insane to have to try to manage so
2: there's people who made a lot more than i did uh well, we worked down there whose job it was to come up with that number i'm sure because there has to be one because it was even things like if a kid was paying by themselves and they were a little bit short we never told them they couldn't get it. you know like that was well, sort of up to managers session, but if they were a couple bucks short we just sort of dismissed it so there was some assumed mm-hmm. level of that
1: that makes me happy. Yeah. Because you think that poor yeah. little kid that's so nervous up there buying something on their own. Yeah. And like, yeah. that's very sweet. That makes me, uh, that gives me a little faith. Back I know.
2: Yeah. And we used to give away, they've done this less, but we used to have a lot of freedom to give things away for free. So I, I certainly enjoyed doing that part of it a lot. And we had these vouchers that we could basically just say like, this guest's name gets a thing and then you punch that in the computer and they, you tell them it's on Mickey for the day and they get to go on their way with it so that was always a lot of fun too so like they they account for some level of that for sure
1: oh, i'm I like tearing that. up that makes me really happy why am i crying oh i'm <laughs> emotional anyway. sammy do you
0: do you have a story about like any specific gift that you got to give to somebody that was really meaningful to you yes and i, I apologize if i get emotional with this and
2: that's an always me you, make me cry
1: some more i'm not, literally got like tears coming down right now i don't know why anyway parenting Ugh. Anyway, go on.
2: So in one of the, the rooms, um, it was actually in the room with all the princess stuff. Um, at the time, they had those Alex and Ani bracelets, like the slider bracelets that were really popular with with all the Disney icons and emblems. And they had one for each princess that were in princess order in the case, of course. Of but, course. Yes. Yeah, um, we had a lady come in. She was an older lady and. We got to talking and she was really having a hard time picking a bracelet. So she and I were, I was pulling all kinds of them out. We were taking a look. Her sister really loves Snow White. So she was between these couple of different Snow White designs. And I was asking her, you know, oh, is this for you? Like, is this going to be part of your collection? And she told me, no. Her sister was on her way to meet her down at Walt Disney World. And her sister had been sick for a while. And so this was sort of, they were assuming going to be their last trip together was going to be the last time her sister would get to see Walt Disney World. So she wanted to get her something as a, a little reminder of their trip. And so one of my managers happened to come up while we were talking about this and she overheard the story. And as I was ringing her out for her sister's bracelet, my manager was like, we can give one to her as well. Mickey will take care of it. And that way they can have a matching set of bracelets. So when I gave her the bag with her sisters, I also was able to give her one for her. They had these matching bracelets with the the snow white charms to remember their trip which this woman she was like can you come out here so i can give you a hug and she was crying i started to tear up it was it was really really special oh that's so
0: sweet and yeah like that is the part of the dizzy magic you can't expect those things to happen every time, but it's so sweet and magical when they do. And it's, I think what people don't realize is that it's just as sweet and magical for the cast member as it is for the recipient. Absolutely.
1: I feel like there's less and less of that happening now though. You hear less of those stories. I feel like there's, I don't know. I always go back to that time of like the year of the million dreams where they're giving away free stuff all the time. You remember that? And like, you walk around and like, You were there, and cast members would like give out stuff all the time. And I feel like you know you thought maybe for the fiftieth they would do something like that again. There was none of that this time around.
0: I know. Yeah. I know. I hope they bring some more of that magic back. That'd be sweet.
2: Yeah, I will say when I was at Disneyland, uh, we were at California Adventure, and Chip and Dale came out next to one of the snack carts, and they grabbed churros from the cart and gave them to two kids who came up to meet them, and it was so so cute. It was absolutely precious.
0: That's sweet. I love that. Do you have any other perks that you liked about working at the Emporium?
2: Yeah. I mean, like I said, the castle being right there is like really hard to top, in my opinion. Um, So that made the late nights worth it. I got to hear the Boo to You parade and the Christmas time parade during the parties every night during those seasons. That was so fun. But my favorite was always, especially when it was really busy for a period of time. And, you know, our leaders could kind of tell we were all feeling a little bit burnt out. They would sometimes come and just grab a couple of us during the fireworks and have us go stand on Main Street and turn away from the castle right before Tank flew. So we'd get to watch all the little kids up on people's shoulders, their faces just light up, watching Tank fly through the sky. And it was it's it's those moments that like that Disney magic is so tangible with that sort of thing.
1: I am a grown man who's turning 40 this year, and I still get all like Oogly eyed over Tink flying off the castle. So, yes, yes.
0: (laughs) Well, so Sammy was looking at all the children's faces and Adam's as they all look. in Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's sweet. Tell us a little bit about, you know, you were there for a year. So tell us about like, what was some of the things that you did outside of your work hours? What other fun things do you recall from that? Time. Again.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I got really lucky and had actually two really great sets of roommates. So I had one set of roommates that so we were the, the five person apartment in my first semester. And then I moved into a different apartment in the same complex for my second semester. And I was with six girls in three rooms. So two of us in each room. And both groups were absolutely wonderful. So we spent a lot of time together. You know, we, it was a lot of days off that we spent running around the parks together. We got universal annual passes. So we would go over there a lot of, hey, I'm on my way home from work. Does anyone want to go to Ale House and grab cheese fries? Because they were open late. So a lot of that sort of thing. Some of those girls are some of my closest friends still to this day. So it's, it was really, you know, a lot of time spent together. We watched all of Glee because one of my roommates hadn't seen it. <laughs> So we
1: showed
2: her every episode.
1: Oh my God.
2: Yeah. So a lot of time with them, which was really special. Um, you know, they're, they're from all over the country. And actually a couple of my other roommates were international. So i never would have met them probably otherwise. So it was cool to, to get to meet them and, and really get really close. Cause it's, it's a unique experience that you're all sort of thrown in together in a very small amount of space. Very small. It sounds like.
1: So what was your favorite Disney park to go hang out at when you had time to kill?
2: If I was by myself, it was usually Epcot. I'd go wander the World Showcase. I could do that endlessly. I also really fell in love with Animal Kingdom during my program. My family was never big into Animal Kingdom growing up. Like If we had a trip, we'd sometimes decide to double up days at another park instead of hitting Animal Kingdom. So I took a lot of time to really explore that park and really fell in love with it. And now that's probably my favorite park, you know, you currently i could spend hours just meandering i love to go get the grilled street corn and um you know to go so good So that's probably those were probably too. I didn't necessarily go and do a ton of rides when I was on my own, but I would just go and walk and people watch, or go even just sit on Main Street. Like I didn't spend enough time there already, but go sit in the mornings and go listen to the Dapper Dan's and the trolley show and watch the omnibus go up and down. You know, just that that atmosphere of it is so special to me.
0: Do you feel like after working there, like any of the magic is lost?
2: I mean, I definitely think you get a peek behind the curtain. So there's some things where you you know you sort of look at them a little bit differently. You know the the Utilidors don't necessarily look as magical as on stage does. <laughs> you're, well, mm-hmm. you're well acquainted with that. Oh, yeah. But no, I think there was so much magic that I never would have experienced had I not been a cast member. And I think it sort of gave me an eye when I'm in the parks now to notice those little things. Like I like I said, that that Chip Dale story, I honed in on that. Like I knew that and I knew that was probably special for that cast member. And I cry every time I see a little kid get excited to meet Mickey Mouse. Like that ends me. <laughs> always. Yeah. So I think it actually gave me sort of more of an appreciation, which I was worried it wouldn't, that it would sort of zap me. I know that people who I did the program with who that was the case, but no, luckily it, it just further solidified for me, I think.
0: Yeah. I totally understand that. Any other stories that we should know or anything else we didn't ask about? Man, I don't
2: think so. I'm trying to think. I, I could talk about this for like years of time, probably. give you a I recount of most full days. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we have we have a
0: set of our rapid fire favorites that we always love to ask our guests on the podcast. And being as you are a travel agent and a former cast member, I feel like you are going to have some really good answers for these. But they're rapid fire, so don't put too much thought to it. Just whatever is the first thing that comes to mind, you share it, okay? Okay, sounds good. We've got nine questions. We're going to ask you these and tell us your answer and why. Okay. Okay. Adam, do you want to start the first one or do you want me to go?
1: Sure. Okay, I'll start the first one and I'm going to open this up. Usually we ask for one park, but since you've only been there once, we'll open it all up. So favorite Disney ride, period.
2: Guardians of the Galaxy, Cosmic Rewind.
1: So good.
2: It's the best. It was Everest for a long, long
0: time until I wrote Guardians. Okay, but which song? Which song do you have to have?
2: Oh, I like I Ran a Lot. And I really like everybody wants to rule the world. I think are probably my two favorites. That's
0: my favorite.
1: And that, like it changes the ride. The music changes the ride completely. It's so good. It's so good. I mean, I think Dana and I have talked about this, but it's like, I feel like it's like if they made Space Mountain today, yeah. that's what it would have been.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So good. So good. I, just, okay. I love it. Okay. So what is your favorite Disney food or snack? And, and it could be any
2: park. Ooh. Okay. That's tough. I actually think it's probably the brioche ice cream sandwiches from the little gelato shop back in the France Pavilion. I've never tried those. They're new. They're like they they are, huge, right? Oh, they're fabulous. They're huge too, right? Uh, they, I think they've come and gone. Yeah, because I had it during my program pretty often. But they are a full brioche roll that they cut in half and put a couple of scoops of whatever ice cream you want. They'll put like a caramel or chocolate drizzle close it and then press it in almost like a waffle iron Stop so it's warm it. it's fabulous
1: should this be my like post marathon because we're hanging out at epcot after the marathon i feel like this is absolutely. my post marathon treat
2: yes, yes absolutely it is it's so good
1: <laughs> okay all right favorite disney resort
2: the riviera it's hands oh. down got to be the Riviera.
1: Oh, you're you're a woman after my own heart.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Sammy is
0: fancy. We got a fancy Sammy on this podcast. I know. <laughs> I've actually been burning
2: my Riviera candle uh, while we've been chatting. You're
1: so fancy. Wait, is there a candle for sale there now?
2: Yes, they sell it in the gift shop downstairs. <gasps>
1: we're doing dinner. Oh, yes. The night before the marathon, we're doing dinner at 5 p.m. because we go to bed at 7. We're <laughs> doing dinner at Topolino's Harris. So I might have to swing by, and I also have to go get the almond iced coffee that they do there, and then also those desserts in that cafe. Oh, anyway, oh, yeah. so good. I'm with you, Sammy Riviera.
2: Oh, it's my like, favorite.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well,
0: I have never seen. Tell me, what do you like so much about the Riviera?
2: Oh my gosh, the vibe of it is so perfect. It, it's and maybe it's partially because it's so new and it feels special. But I love the the music they play, especially in the little study area they have. They play these like jazz. Italian and French versions of Disney songs. So there's this like very jazz club version of Bippity Boppity Boo in French that is like so synonymous with that hotel for me. Mm -hmm. I love that they have the Skyliner. That's like by far the biggest perk and I do love Topolino's. Their breakfast is my favorite meal on property. Love them. Um, So, And I love all the artwork and, you know, it, the smell. Like I said, this candle smells just like the lobby. The smell of that lobby is incredible. So I definitely recommend adding it to your list, Dana.
1: I had the most magical breakfast at Topolino's.
0: Yeah, we did the breakfast, too, with Ray, with my daughter. And it was really, really cool because it's a character yeah. breakfast.
1: Yeah. Yes. Oh, so good. I know.
0: I know. Okay. Oh well I think you kinda already answered this, but what's your favorite Disney park?
2: I think lately it's been it's okay, nine months out of the year it's Animal Kingdom lately. But Hollywood Studios at Christmas time is my favorite place on the planet. Really? I love the vintage Christmas decor, the big band music. Yes. Christmas at Hollywood Studios is my happy place.
1: Did you make it down for Jollywood nights?
2: I didn't. We'd planned to go for opening night, and then we realized we had a wedding that same weekend, so we couldn't go. But we were literally hitting purchase on the tickets, and we went, hold on, when is this wedding, and realized we couldn't make it work. So I'm hoping that they do it again next year, and I will be buying tickets. (laughs) Nice.
1: (laughs) Okay, favorite, I think maybe we know the answer now, favorite season to be at Disney.
2: Yes, it's got to be Christmas time. (laughs) (laughs) It's my
1: favorite.
2: I'm a big Christmas fan. I know the people listening to the podcast won't see this, but my office is decked out in Christmas. I'm a a big Christmas fiend, so definitely got to be Christmas time. Oh,
0: yeah. On the Zoom call, folks, we are looking at Christmas right behind Sammy. She's got her beautiful Christmas tree. She's got a Grinch pillowcase. She's got a bunch of, like, really cute little decorations. It's just, like, the most Christmassy little backdrop you have going on here. And it's not like a fake (laughs) backdrop. It's her real living room that looks like this. (laughs) Thank you so much. I love it. And also, this is my opinion, but I think Christmas always superior at Disney World, but Halloween superior at Disneyland. I think that the decorations and the party are way better at Disneyland than World, but Christmas is unbeatable at Disney World. Yeah.
2: We went in August Uh when we went to Disneyland. And because Disney World started so early, we were hoping we might catch the first Oogie Boogie Bash. But it, it was later. And I think it started in September or later in August. So we missed oh. it. But.
1: And if you didn't click buy on Oogie Boogie Bash within point zero 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 one second of them going for sale, you weren't going to go anyway. So it's insane. Literally insane.
0: <laughs> it's crazy.
1: They should start like, doing a lottery for these events. Like It's gotten to that point that like, it should be lottery. I, know. I, okay, I feel like well, we're there. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Party. Well, Sammy and I are in a group chat with the other travel agents and, you know, there are some other hard ticket events coming out here, including the, the L, the L, what do they call it? The gay, pride night. not gay days. I think, pride yeah. night.
1: We want to go. Gay, gay days, pride, go pride night. Pride night this summer. Should we all do it? Well,
0: You should let me know because as a magic key holder, I get advanced ability to pick up those tickets. Should we
1: like do it? And like, Share a babysitter? Sorry, Sammy, we were planning. Should we, try, <laughs> Should we like, split a babysitter for the night for the kids and, like, go have a grown-up night at Pride Night?
0: Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it off the okay. podcast. But, yes, I, there might be a slight conflict with that weekend is my only concern for oh. me. Oh, but I'll Drama. I'll tell you off the podcast because it's it's um, it's information that unpaid intern Ryan can't know about until
1: after Christmas. Oh, so ooh. Yeah. So I
0: think you got you get you catch Ryan, my turn.
1: There's a little tease right there. Okay. All right, yeah. all right, all right. Okay. Is it my turn? Uh oh no, it's you. It's you.
0: Okay, Sammy, what is your favorite Disney movie?
2: Oh, The Little Mermaid or Frozen Two. I love them both. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Equally. Frozen two, bold choice. Uh, Yes. I actually, that came out. Better music. (laughs) Yes. Right as I was graduating college, and I actually was supposed to be going to Disney for another college program after I graduated, but then COVID hit. So that was like right in my big, like I'm moving to Orlando permanently pushed. So I was fully, you know, that just, that soundtrack really was like part of my life at that point. So I um, I love, love, love Frozen 2. Yeah. It's so good. The Frozen 2, and just the look of it, the color
0: palette of that movie. I think- is really pretty with those purples well,
1: and silvers. So brace ourselves for Frozen four or three and four.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I know. are going to give Toy Story a run for the money here.
0: Sammy, did you ever watch that on Disney Plus, the like making of Frozen two documentary? Yes. It was so good. I loved that. It was awesome, and it was and it was really just cool to see how much detail they put into it. I loved watching the one young woman, the animator, talk about just doing like the horse or the was it the horse the reindeer in the one song, but it, just yeah. seeing the whole process. It was fascinating. So anybody who hasn't watched it, it's it's a great little mini. I can't remember if it was one off or a multi episode. Couple episodes, yeah.
1: I love the soundtrack. For it but especially the like soundtrack that they did with actual like pop stars.
0: Oh, is it Casey Musgraves that sing? I love no. that version.
1: And I actually know she's the original because she was in it. But Evan Rachel Wood singing All Is Found is the most beautiful lullaby,
2: yes, yeah. right.
1: And then it was Panic of the Disco doing Into the Unknown. Oh, yeah, that's is so good. Yeah, that was really good. cool. Yeah, So good. Anyway, that's, okay.
2: And that soundtrack has some hidden gems. There's like sort of, I'm a big Swifty. So there's vault tracks, so to speak, um, at the end of it that got cut from the movie that are also pretty good. So I recommend Ooh, giving yeah. those a listen if you it. Are have you a it. Swifty? A big time.
1: Big time. Big time. Aww, Adam geez. is becoming so, a Swifty. I am, oh. I am transitioning into my Swifty era because
0: he's a Kansas City Chiefs fan so that's why oh, okay so yeah <laughs> and your I've been a
1: big Travis Kelsey fan for years this is like my proof point that this isn't a Taylor Swift thing I've had multiple Travis Kelsey jerseys I wow. think he's one of the best football players ever to exist and now that he's with Taylor Swift they are basically king and queen of America and that's just how it is now Like, we don't have a president. They are in charge, and they are king and queen, and that will be that forever and always. Uh, (laughs) It's amazing. And, like, seeing their, like... Okay, we're going to go down the rabbit hole. Sorry, Ryan, this podcast just got really long. Seeing their relationship and the way they're showing up for each other is, like, that she's showing up to Kansas City, he's flying all over the place to go see her concerts and still doing his thing Somebody was like, oh, it's so cute. They watch each other from boxes because, like, he sits in a box to watch (laughs) Vieira's store, and she sits in a box to watch football. But, like, I was talking to my cousin about this. He and I grew up together and he's a big Chiefs fan. I'm a big Chiefs fan. His wife, like, became a big Chiefs fan, but she's a bigger Swifty. Anyway, but, like, the two of them together just brings joy that we need and I cannot explain it seeing Taylor Swift be Taylor Swift at a football game just brings joy
2: it's so much fun and I feel like we, we the world's crazy right now we all need something neutral to rally behind and if that's Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey then so <laughs> be it well said well said
1: like I think they're game. I think yes, they're like I hope so. she's basically moved into the mansion he bought for her in Kansas City it's not. Did I ever tell you guys, uh, Dana, well, you? Or we just met, but Dana, about the time my sister crashed her car because she saw Taylor Swift.
0: <laughs> Wait, was that this recent?
1: No, this is years ago when my sister was in college. So Taylor Swift's best friend, Abby, went to Kansas at the same time my sister went to Kansas. And Taylor, this is like when her star was rising, Taylor used to come to Lawrence, Kansas to like get away and hang out with her best friend. And while my sister was in school there, they'd be like hanging out in Lawrence and I don't know if my sister was driving or not, but they were in the car and they're driving down Massachusetts street, which is like the big, big it's Lawrence, Kansas. It's the downtown strip in Lawrence. It's like six blocks long. And they were driving down the street and they saw Taylor standing outside of like free state brewery or something. And everybody in the car freaked out and they like stopped paying attention to what they were doing. And they literally hit somebody on a bicycle because oh my they god were shocked at seeing Taylor Swift. They get out of the car, they do everything. Taylor starts hugging all of them. This is my sister's like story of her life. <laughs> Luckily, they like <laughs> tapped the person on the bike, so the person on the bike was fine. But like it became a whole thing, and Taylor Swift like went and consoled them all. And my sister's gonna murder me for telling the story, but she tells it to everybody, so it's fine. <laughs> anyway, that's when my sister met Taylor Swift. She nearly killed somebody. So there we go.
0: (laughs) Wow. Quite the story.
1: (laughs) You're jealous. You're a jealous Swifty, aren't you? (laughs) You'd ride somebody over just to meet Taylor Swift. Just to meet
2: Taylor Swift.
1: (laughs) Did you go
2: to the Eras tour Sammy? No we tried really hard. We're trying to get tickets for Miami still next year but we were like ready to drive to Nashville without tickets which is like seven hours and we we put the kibosh on that but we tried everywhere. We actually we went to Disneyland the week we did because that's when Taylor was playing at SoFi in hopes that maybe we'd be able to snag tickets while we were out there. It didn't happen but we're we're holding out hope that Miami or Indiana or New Orleans next year, we might be able to. So
1: Did you watch yeah. the movie yet?
2: Yes, I saw it twice opening weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fun.
1: Amazing. All right, so this all leads into, it's shocking Taylor Swift has not been sucked in by Disney to do a song yet.
0: Seriously. Right?
1: Like, how is that not happening? I feel like
0: that's intentional. I feel like she's not wanting
1: to do it.
2: That's my guess.
1: They could, like, drive Brink's trucks up to her. Anyway, what's your favorite Disney song?
2: Oh, um... That's a tough one. Um, probably the one that's coming to mind is How Far I'll Go from Moana. I love that song.
0: Ooh,
1: it's beautiful. That
0: song is beautiful. And that actress that sings it is just, she's got the perfect voice for that character. She does. Yep. She's fabulous. Okay, last one. This is a hard one, Sammy. No, we have two. So be prepared. We do? Oh, oh, yes, you're right. We're we on have, number this nine. This is not a hard one. Or number eight. Not, number eight. Okay, this is not a hard one.
2: Favorite Disney character. Maybe that is hard. I don't know. Dumbo is my favorite I love Dumbo and before the ride more so than the movie that was the ride my dad and I still to this day we always ride that one together so Dumbo's been my favorite since I was little that's so sweet Dumbo is my mom's
1: favorite too and it's just a
0: great story and he's just so stinking cute so
1: I like it's a horrible story it's like (laughs) trauma I, I was about to say, like, Sammy, thank you for clarifying ride versus movie, because for me, it's the very first ride I ever took my son on. And it's got we actually have a little like toy of the Dumbo ride vehicle with Mickey and Minnie oh. in it. And like to me, that ride, yes, sits in my heart. The movie is trauma. The movie is serious Disney trauma that it just it, it's it's not good. I, I can't. OK, this is the hardest question we ask. Okay. Are you ready? I I hope so. What movie or character needs its own ride or representation in the parks?
2: Ooh. Okay. I have a gut reaction, but I don't know that I like it because I was going to say Coco, but I know that the the sort of, you know, easiest route there would be to put them in, in the Mexico pavilion, but I love the three caballeros. So I want there to be a Coco ride, but I don't want them to touch my birds. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I know. We've we've had this debate multiple times yep. on the podcast oh, yeah? about if they should transfer <laughs> that to Coco or not. And I feel the same way. I don't want three caballeros to be switched over, but it makes a lot of sense. And that, that like, just the pyramid, the, the restaurant, everything, it feels like you are in Mexico City when you walk in there. Yeah. And it looks so – like, that would be a great – kind of cue to get you into a cocoa ride totally so i agree
2: but yes well, actually yeah you'll no you one again you won't tell on the podcast but if you look above my tree i actually have a little donald and a sombrero up on my bookshelf there i, I love him
0: oh a little mexico yeah. donald did yeah. you see him in our it's a small world they have him as a pinata in the mexico section yes yeah
2: i loved it i was so excited i love him yeah i know He's so cute you did
0: excellent on our rapid fire favorites. Um, I loved all of your answers. Thank you so much. And we gotta go try that. Would you call it the the yes the brioche ice cream sandwich?
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. yep. You have Post to report back, Adam. Is, yes, I, I'm gonna be like we have our plan when we get to Epcot that we're hopefully gonna be far. We sh- if we're not, we have a serious problem. We should be way far enough ahead of the balloon ladies that we are planning on Kurt Noah will be in Epcot by that point them having margaritas waiting for us by the time we get to Mexico so we can finish the race with margaritas in hand which a lot of people do this is not serious marathon running folks this is disney racing <laughs> yeah you're having you're having margaritas at <laughs> mile 25 of the marathon because why not?
0: I don't know. If I ran a marathon, I would have a margarita regardless of where I ran my marathon. <laughs> I feel like that's <laughs> I mean, it's totally like, acceptable.
1: And it's literally going to be like mile 47 from the weekend. So like, we're good. We're good. We're going to be have those margaritas in Epcot. And then maybe we'll backtrack and uh, go get those uh, brioche. As long as we get across that finish line before the balloon, ladies, we're good. There you we're go. Good. We're good. I and the know. crazy thing, everybody, I just got an update. We've raised almost nine thousand dollars this year for the Disney Marathon Weekend for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. So, trying to get to ten thousand, beat our minimum of eight thousand. We're almost at nine, trying to get to ten. But all to kick cancer's rear end.
0: We'll post the donation location again on our Instagram stories if anybody wants to. Yeah. Help Adam make it to uh, just a little bit further for for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. But Sammy, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast and our, our little Gen D community. We so appreciate you for sharing your stories. And for anybody who is looking to book with Sammy, because now you have heard she is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to all things Disney, you can find her probably most easily on her Instagram, which is, again, adventures with underscore Sammy, S-A-M-I. We'll also link her information on our podcast Instagram as well. But please go reach out to her for a free quote. I know... Sammy's been just a rock star travel agent at Adventures with Alice in Wonderland. And I'm so grateful to know you through this experience, Sammy.
2: Yes, me too. This has been so great. Thank you all so much. This was so much fun. I loved this. Well, thanks
1: for doing it. All right. Well,
2: well, with that, folks, enjoy your holiday
0: season. Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays. Whatever you celebrate. We hope you guys all have a nice, restful holiday break and here at Gen D, Adam and I will see you in 2024.
1: Wow. How was it 2024? Crazy, huh? I can't. Anyway. All right. Have a great week. Have a great holiday. Bye.
0: Bye, guys.